Welcome to Dog Save the People, a podcast about how dogs make our lives better. My name is John Bartlett, and I'm your host. Birgitta Philippides Delaney is a beauty expert, image consultant, model, and social commentary painter who has worked with big names like Beyonce, Anna Wintour, and Mick Jagger, to name a few. But after finding professional success, she still felt like something was missing. After wanting a dog since she was young, she finally got her first dog in her 30s, and it brought her such great joy and contentment. Now, while her two dogs she had over the years are gone, they are still impacting Birgitta to live a better life. Recently, she was even inspired in their wake to start a trans beauty clinic. Birgitta, thank you for joining us today on Dog Save the People. I'm so happy to have you here. Oh, I'm just honored. So we ran into each other on the street. I had just finished teaching yoga and you came up to me. We started talking about the podcast and you told me your story, which is a beautiful story. Very multifaceted, and so I'm so happy that, you, that you're here today with us. Tell me a little bit about how you got into your career and, and how it evolved. Well, I didn't plan on being a hair and makeup artist. I studied film and television, first at um, Boston University, then I also studied in uh, France at the Sorbonne and American College in Paris, and I graduated SUNY Purchase thinking I was going to be in film and television. And I started my career um, working as Geraldo Rivera's personal like intern right. and then production assistant, and then I worked with Joan Rivers, being her viewer mail coordinator, and then I worked in a film company, Epoch Films, for about two and a half years, enjoying film production, and then thinking, maybe I should study acting, and I'm studying acting at night, left the film career, and thought I'm going to be a full-time actress. And two weeks later, a friend of mine basically just said, we have a cancellation at the Howard Stern show. Just go out and buy $100 worth of makeup, show up and do makeup. And I thought, okay, I can do this. I was doing this when I was 15. And I was just also, you know, as a hobby with other people. And I just jumped into it. And I never thought 26 years later, I'd still be doing it. But it's been um, such a blast. And I've worked at the White House several times. I've worked with heads of state. I've worked with so many top people in their field and so many different cultural and socioeconomic experiences because of my job. I get to learn a lot. And also, I hope that I can at times like help people right. through my job so right. that's why I still do it wow I mean you're very lucky because that's not that's rare it really is rare so you you reach this incredible success in your field but what did you feel that was missing in your life that drew you to eventually wanting to get a dog there are great parts of living in New York there's you know incredible parties there's meeting all these incredible people and a lot of glamour yeah and then you know you come back home you're alone yeah and I was traveling all over the world, and I just had no home life. And, you know, name a holiday, and I worked during that time. So I sacrificed everything for my career, and yet I wouldn't say that I was happy, that's for sure. And I always knew that I wanted a dog, and I wanted a dog my whole life. And my parents, particularly my father, um, was a cat person. So we wound up somehow having six cats, and I, you know, loved the cats. I enjoyed yeah. them, but I always knew that I wanted a dog, and I, I'll never forget once this this strangly mangy-looking stray came to onto our property, and I thought, oh my god, I finally have a dog. And my parents were like, no, we, 
can't keep that dog. Didn't have a dog still. And I remember I had a rabbit. I had fish. I had a parakeet. I mean, there was name something, but somehow I didn't get a dog. Right. And um, so at age 33, I just really had, I don't know, a breakdown or something. And I just, I remember telling my parents and crying in the bathroom and saying, you don't understand, like, I'm getting a dog. Because they were worried. Obviously, I'm traveling all the place. How am I going to take care of a dog? But somehow I knew that the dog I got would almost be able to help me in a way that I couldn't help myself, which was true. And so I remember on a music video I worked on, this this art director brought a Brussels griffin on the set. Uh-huh. And I just thought, I've never seen a breed like this in yeah. my life. Crazy looking dog. And yes. I just absolutely went bonkers over the breed Brussels Griffin and then I just researched a lot of different breeders and everything and I and I did for the record I did try to get a rescue dog but in our lease you have to show that it's allowed in your lease and I couldn't so I had I wound up having to go through a breeder but in a way I felt like I rescued my little dog patty cake because she was came from a breeder to I think her daughter and I don't think it was a good fit for them and I don't think that Patty was particularly happy and so in my own way I think I you know felt like I rescued her even though that's the way I I wound up getting Mm -hmm. her so it is so interesting to me that all of us dog lovers I mean I think we all we all love all dogs but we're typically kind of drawn to a particular breed or a couple of breeds and for me it's pit bulls and chihuahuas but I love all dogs. But a lot of my guests have a very specific dog that they're really drawn to. And I love that. So there's something for everyone. Yeah. There well, really I th- is. I think that also, it's funny because you Pitbull and Chihuahua is about <laughs> as opposite as you get. Yes. Um, but I think also something very important is you have to think concretely about your lifestyle, Absolutely. too. Absolutely. You know, can you lift up the dog or is that important that you're able to lift up the dog if it's stairs or something Mm -hmm. like that for me I know that I wanted to spend a lot of time with my dog so them being portable was helpful and also I just was more drawn to small dogs um, in particular and then just having a small apartment you know wasn't feeling like a large dog would be suitable so it all worked out Great. So who was your first dog? My first dog was Patty Cake. I remember um, seeing her picture because I, I had to fly down to Florida to pick her up and just thinking, oh, God, she's she's just perfect. And um, But thinking, okay, I'll rename her. She was, she was on the show circuit, and then she was just too tiny. And so she got taken off the show circuit. And so she had one of these crazy show dog names like patty cake something something right. i forgot and i just thought uh, well i'm gonna rename her and then what happened is i flew down to florida and i met her at the airport and this beautiful creature came out of the box or cage or whatever it was and i just i know it sounds absurd but it was literally like the baby was born and this the most beautiful creature i'd ever seen in my life was in my <laughs> arms and i brought her home and she walked in the door and she started going like that. And I thought, I have, I, I got to keep Patty Oh my cake. God, so she was doing Patty Cake she was with her patty arms. Cake. And I just thought, she's, she is really Patty Cake. It's the silly, she's kind of a silly dog and it's a really silly name. And it works. So oh I kept, God. I kept uh, her name. How was the experience of getting your first dog, Patty Cake, compared to what you imagined it might be? It was whatever I would experience maybe having like a baby, you know, just so madly in love thinking you have the greatest little baby in the world, want to show it off, want to buy ridiculous, you know, designer clothing and little, you know, 
beds and all this kind of silly stuff and, and spend money that you shouldn't be spending on your dog. And it was just completely profound. And so what happened is what I realized was happening is all of a sudden I was turning down jobs or I wouldn't, I decided, no, I'm not going to go out of town. And it, it kept on happening. And it was just because I knew I wanted to spend more and more time with my dog. And I got patty cake, I think in like March, 2001. Right. And everybody said, Oh my God, you're going to, it's so much better if you have two dogs. And I thought it's it's overwhelming to have one. There's no way I'm going to get a second dog. You're crazy. Nine 11 happened. And unfortunately, the godparent of Patty Cake happened to have been a firefighter named Timmy Haskell. And that's where he stayed with his partner. When I was gone on trips, they would take care of her. And he uh, he died on 9-11. And something told me about a month later, I woke up one morning and I said, Patty has to have a baby sister. And I had already I picked out the name Cricket for some reason. Then I went and um, she actually came to, I think it was like LaGuardia Airport or something, mm-hmm. and I picked her up, and she was totally different than Patty. She yeah. was like the opposite kind of personality right. and everything, and I remember bringing her home. But it wound up being the most beautiful companionship, love relationship, and sometimes the perfect thing is the opposites kind of a dog, which I'm, I'm sure you've had. <laughs> have you had a chihuahua and well, a, right and a pit bull a- at the same time? No, but right now I have a Bernese Mountain Dog and a chihuahua. <clears throat> so you know. And like the chihuahua some- is now obsessed with the Bernese Mountain Dog, and... The Bernese Mountain yeah. Dog's like, you wait, you ignored me for two years, and now you're like, you're on top of me. <laughs> so, um, so yeah. yeah, I get it. I get it. Sometimes it is a good, a good match when they're yeah. opposites. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So you had Patty Cake and Cricket. Yeah, and um, and then you know having two, and quite frankly, obviously nine eleven and what happened to uh, my friend Timmy just profoundly changed my business, profoundly changed my life. And I just proceeded to find work more at home. More local, um, I just yeah. wasn't into traveling as yes. much. And I remember the first time I had to get on an airplane after 9-11, it was surreal. And yeah. I think for people in New York or people that were affected by it, I mean, it really just it changed it changed everything. New York wasn't the same. I mean, it's still not the same. Um, and uh, what you learn from having dogs really is pretty oh, mind-blogging. Yeah. And the thing that... I do miss now not having um, a dog now is that just walking down the street, first of all, it forces you to connect with people that you never would connect with. You're going to dog parks, you're going, you're walking on the street when you never would maybe be walking on the street late at night or in the morning. You're meeting people, you're seeing people, you're seeing the world through a dog's eyes. And it's really fascinating. And I do, I do really miss that. I found that so wonderful, particularly because I was single when I got my dogs, to meet different people and to talk with them. And it really was great psychologically for me too, I would say. I agree with you. Like when I first got my dog, Tiny Tim, we'd go to the dog park. I met so many people that are still in my life that are friends. You know, everyone in your neighborhood, they know you, you know, their dogs. I mean, it really, it's like a wonderful way to bond with people. 
in, oh. in ways that you never would otherwise. It's and, a whole culture. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's really a culture. And people always talk about, oh, you know, if they get married or they're partnered up and then they get a dog and it's great practice for having kids. Well, what happened with me is that I got to have all this motherly love type of thing with my dogs. And because they were so tiny, I would put them in a front pack and, and sometimes I could dress them up if, you know, it needed or, you know, there was too cold or whatever. But they gave me something different, which is they gave me those experiences of mothering so that I felt so filled up that later on in life when I met my husband, it helped me make the choice that was right for me of not having kids. And that's something, one of the top things if I want to thank my dogs for is giving me a mothering experience that I don't feel like I missed out. And of course I did because a dog is not a a child or a baby, but it was just enough for me and it filled me up and I'm good. You know, I can maybe babysit my nieces, new baby that's coming or something, but it really filled at the time at 33, you know, where I was having mothering feelings. Sure. It filled so much of that. And, and I think, I thank them for letting me do that and, you know, letting me put them in some silly outfits or, you know, little <laughs> things or take their, I don't know, you know, do a little bit of that. Maybe that wasn't completely healthy, but boy, it was helpful to me. And, yeah. and uh, Hey, at least they got a lot of attention, but yeah, it was fun. I had a trainer from going to doggy kindergarten with Patty Cake because I didn't know what I was doing with the Andrea dog. Andrea Arden. Andrea Arden, yes. yeah. So Andrea Arden, we had we went to a doggy kindergarten class with Andrea Arden yes. just with Patty Cake because I didn't know what I was doing with the dog and I knew yeah. I had to train them and all this stuff like that. So then what happened was she kept on getting all these photo shoots for dogs and she would always call me and I wound up getting one agent, then I got a second agent. I had at one point I had like four agents for them, <laughs> but the fun part was that I got to do some jobs with them, you know, and if I thought that they weren't having a fun time, but they, I always know that they just loved sitting in front of the camera. They just loved attention. And so every time I was taking pictures of them or anybody else, you know, they just seemed to really love it. And they were really good at sitting and and staying. So their careers wound up taking off. And one of their highlights was... (laughs) One of their highlights was um, on Project Runway. Yeah. But the other funny thing that happened was that Cricket didn't get booked on that. She got taken off the job. It was only going to be one dog. And she would watch on the sidelines, apparently, Patty Kate getting all this attention, putting all these different outfits on. And then, ever since that... Cricket, every time there's a piece of dog clothing on the ground or something, she would push it and want to do something. And so I wound up realizing that she wanted, she equated that with love. So she loved putting on outfits. And I would take it, and it was just, um, it was fascinating that she could like be jealous about the outfit. So I'd put the outfits on and she would just be sitting there like so happy. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I would say for the most part, I don't know if I had any negative about it. It was a real blast and it allowed me to make some income to actually stay with them. You know, people don't talk about this. I rarely hear people talk about this. Dogs are very expensive. And at the time that I got my dogs, I was making about three times as much money as I make now. And obviously after 9-11, my income went down um, because I used to work in the music world and the whole money part of that just blew up after 9-11 and 2000s and all that stuff with digital. And it allowed me to spend more time with my dogs and honestly share my dogs with the world because they were exceptionally 
different looking and what can I say? Exceptionally cute looking, et cetera. Yeah. And they, they, they affected a lot of people's lives. I mean, Patty cake has her own, she, she had her own like Google thing. If you look, if you Google her Patty cake and cricket or like they're on there, oh my God, you know? And, um, but people, so many people said, Oh my God, who's that? Or I never knew. And maybe I want to get a dog or they touched a lot of people's lives. And I know that if I never knew what a Griffin was and, and then I saw one, maybe that would have helped me decide, Oh, that's a right dog for me but it it i will say yeah it did help financially i mean i remember their their best day rate was like 750 dollars a day Damn, and stuff, which is kind of funny um but it, it just allowed me to to spend more time with them right um and to keep them in the life that they've become accustomed to so when you got patty cake and cricket you were single and then what happened i think i was single for i have to do the math but maybe 10 years uh-huh. that's a long time and, you know, they were there for me when I was crying on my pillow, lonely in New York, or, you know, quite frankly, at times desperate for a partner mm-hmm. and uh, licking my tears off and, yeah. and uh, helping me out emotionally. And then, ironically, the moment that I'm no longer looking for a partner and I'm okay just being on my own or being with myself is when my husband practically walked through the door <laughs> and um that seems to be always the case that's yeah when you don't need something you get it yeah um and i think that's a key to a lot of things in life um yes. desperation repels yes so then i met my husband and um that was through match.com if anyone cares and so and i also talked about how i was passionate about dogs and passionate about animals and all that kind of stuff and ironically works at for the wildlife conservation society at the bronx zoo and i had always um, when i was by myself if i wanted to feel better i would go to the bronx zoo by myself and so i had mentioned that ironically in the in the my profile and um Anyway, he emailed me and we had a lot in common. We met, and um, I know that he didn't have any dogs in his life, but he loved dogs. And I was like a you know like a single mom in the sense that he's not going to meet the dogs until we're ready, and I feel it's okay to introduce them because they'll get attached to him, etc. And um, it was just instant love, and he was just extraordinary with them. I know it was a profound love in his life to the nth degree and i was just glad that he was at least experiencing then towards the end of both of their lives our dogs with our relationship was such a profound part of our relationship that i had the craziest week of my life and it started with my dog cricket she went into the animal center in new york city which is pretty heavy duty place and um you know they told me she's not she might not you know survive and if you're willing to we'll put her through every single day you know this intensive care and it's going to be expensive and my husband looked at me and he's like here's my credit card we're doing this we're we're in all in and we did and um throughout that week the experience just brought us closer and closer together and also Ironically, like the enormous cost of it, which was close to $10,000, made us realize a smart thing for us to do is live together. And then we realized we should get married. Mm. And when my friend um, Pernilla Wager, who made the rings for us, she said, well, what do you want in the inscription? And we both looked at each other and thought, we've got to say something about cricket. So everybody always says, oh, I love you, honey, or whatever it is. Right. And we thought the right thing is... Thank you to our beloved Cricket. Wow. 
and that's our inscription on our um, on our wedding wow. rings. And uh, that's we're forever we're forever um, grateful to her because she she was truly the catalyst for us deciding to get married after 19 months. You know. Wow, what a beautiful story. That's just so that's that's a lot to you know. There's a reason that was seven years ago. Yeah. Um, just... I'm okay for a while <clears throat> not having more dogs because mm-hmm. of that. Plus how patty cake you know, went, so. Yeah, so tell me about Patty Cake. She died, I think, about four years ago, and we had, it was just such an extraordinary love, and she was my first, and my husband was just destroyed. I think he had never um, seen an animal or a person ever die, and he was with her to the last breath, and it was just like, Mm. um... I don't know. It was a really profound thing. And so, you know, one thing that my husband says is because his brother died, I think, about a year and a half later, two years later, something like that. And he said, Patty Cake gave me the experience of death that then I could help with my brother because I was with him to the last moment. I think those were some of the first or only times I've seen him cry. They were both, like, unbelievably profound experiences. So after Patty Cake died, you all came back to New York City. And when we met and you were telling me about this story, you were distraught. And so where did your grief take you? Well, I'll never forget. When I came back, I walked around the block and I just started crying because for the first time in 15 or so years, I didn't have a dog to walk and I couldn't stop crying. And then I just like somehow got myself together and... I thought to myself, there's this huge void in my life now. How am I going to fill it? And it just came to me. I know how I'm going to fill it. I finally am going to do the nonprofit work that I've always wanted to do. So that night, right from that walk, I wound up going right into the LGBT center. And I didn't know what I was doing. I just always knew that I had this idea called Trans Beauty Clinic. Mm -hmm. And it happened to have been, ironically, when it was trans night. And then four years later, we were just um, featured in like a six-page feature in Oprah Magazine. And we've had a lot of other press about it. But more importantly, we've been able to help hundreds of people in the trans community possibly gain more confidence, more tools for presenting themselves to the world, a safe space for them to commune with others and connect and learn. And um, it's been, it's just... It's been now a thing in my life that's a real beautiful purpose, and I would not have been able to do that if I had my dogs at this particular time. I yeah. know I wouldn't have, because when I'm in, I'm all in yeah, with exactly. our, with the dogs, <laughs> and um, and so that I'm just that breath that takes my breath away with particularly patty cake because I just it leaves me speechless. I mean, that's what happened. What yeah. can I say? You, well, however you want to interpret that. I, my, my interpretation is that she guided you. There was guidance there, and yeah. she was there. She was with you, but somehow, I mean, it all every story that you're telling and all of the synchronicities and. The lack of coincidence, I mean, just how all of this kind of has played out, it all makes so much sense and it all feels like destiny to me. And I'm so grateful that you shared these things with me. So now you don't have dogs in your life. However, you are. I have another nonprofit. So technically, I have two, which ironically can maybe be a symbol of the two 
beautiful dogs yeah. I had. They take up about half of my life, which is yeah. what my dogs did. Yeah. Um, the other one is West 13th Street Alliance, and it's a community organization that helps improve the quality of life in and around the neighborhood, which ironically... Hopefully dogs can benefit from, you know, as well as a beautiful, clean, you know, surrounding and just that's a nice, neat way to say, yes, I don't have room for dogs in my life right now. But I also do know um, emotionally I'm not ready. Yeah. I've been blessed with my friend who has now not one but two beautiful dogs. And I am my husband and I are godparents to Uh beautiful Lily Ann and also now a new puppy named Daisy Bell. And so we are in love with them. They're in love with us. And it's been pretty cool. And also now um, with that honor, I've realized that we can only legally have two dogs in our apartment. So I thought to myself, like, that's that's a big deal. If I do say yes, that means I'm not going to say yes to having dogs. And I thought, this was meant to be. This, this feels right. I'm going to yeah. do this. And then also, it allows me to have dogs who love me in my life, but I'm not having to take care of them in a regular basis and then I'm able to do you know nonprofit work that hopefully you know helps other people that I wouldn't be able to do if I had the dog so I'm okay with that my husband just said yesterday is that I, I definitely want to have more dogs in our lives and I said honey we will when the time is right they're gonna you know come to us and um, exactly. we will so that's a great story and I'm so grateful again that you came in Brigida to tell me about cricket and patty cake and i i mean i share your your sense of loss it's just it it leaves a hole in our heart but also it provides space for other things to come in and the fact that you created these two nonprofits is remarkable so Birgitta, thank you that was a beautiful beautiful thanks interview. for having me it was great thank you all right neighbor i'll see you soon <laughs> A lot of times I hear from people who are really focused on their careers and they're working really hard, they're focusing on it, and they're gaining great traction. And yet they're finding that there's something missing. Brigitte's had an amazing career and it's a wonderful career of art and working with celebrities and so many amazing experiences. And yet when she got her dogs, I think her life felt complete. And also it was really a beautiful story because her dogs really helped her and her husband kind of realize that they were meant to be together. Thank you for listening to this episode of Dog Save the People, a podcast about how dogs make our lives better. This show is a production of As It Should Be, a content studio. It's made with the support of our producer and editor, Jack Summer. Special thanks to our composer and neighbor, Daniel Lampert, for creating the music for the show. You can subscribe to Dog Save the People on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you like the show, please leave a review or rating. You can also follow us on social media. You can also check out the Tiny Tim Rescue Fund, my foundation, at johnbartlettny.com. Enjoy a walk with your dog and make it a great day for both of you. Mm